Hi, and welcome to Long Live the Queen, where we talk about the women who made history. And by we, I mean the royal we, because it's just me. Today, we're going to talk about the Picts. And we don't know as much about the Picts as I would like. Not a lot of records survive from that time. We do know that they were making books. They were stretching calfskin to write some stuff down. But unfortunately, not a lot of that survived. The Picts were the people who the Romans encountered in the north when they arrived on the island of Britain. These were the people living in what we think of now as Scotland. There are going to be some Game of Thrones references. I know we can probably all agree that Game of Thrones didn't go down as we would have liked it to go down. But George R.R. R. Martin was heavily influenced by real history, and I am a firm believer that we can get the story we deserve if we just take a look back in our actual history. So for the Picts, we need to think of the free folk beyond the wall. The Picts got their name from the Romans. They were the painted people. They were either tattooed or used body paint, maybe blue body paint. Remember Braveheart? He had the blue face paint. That was a Pictish thing. Way wrong for the time period. The Picts were long gone by that point. But that is where that came from. Hundreds of years too late. It would be like if someone was trying to prove they were the most patriotic American today by donning a powdered wig and a musket. But we'll talk about Braveheart another time. The fact and the fiction. Stay tuned. It was said that when the Picts came over originally to conquer, they were a group of invading men. They landed first at the Irish. The Irish were like, no, bro, no vacancy here. We got this land all filled up. Go on your way. But there's that other island over there. Help yourselves. So the Picts were like, yeah, cool idea. But... We didn't bring any women with us, so that's a problem. Without women, their civilization would die off in a generation. So the Irish were like, here, have some of our women. Just leave us alone. But here's the deal. If you want some of our ladies, if you can't figure out who should run your community in a little while, pick someone from the descendants of one of these Irish girlies. Was that true? We don't really know because of the lack of information. But that is word on the street. The Picts didn't pass the throne down from father to son. Things were not stable enough to do that. Men would die without children or when their children were much too young to rule. In order to run their civilization, they needed adult leaders. They chose their king out of their able-bodied, fully grown, seemingly capable men. Being blinded was a real issue then because if you were blinded, you were not seen as eligible to rule. So if you wanted to take out one of your rivals, find out how to blind or kill them. It was survival of the fittest kind of kinging. It wasn't even always one kingdom. Sometimes there were two or three kings. General areas of people picked who they wanted to follow, and then they did. The more popular the king was, the more people would follow him. Their religion was probably Celtic polytheism. You may know that more as paganism, or for my Game of Thrones fans, the old gods. It was a more nature-centric religion. Christianity wouldn't hit it huge on the island until the 8th or 9th century, 
And that's what was being represented by the new religion of the Southern Seven Kingdoms. The Romans had trouble conquering the Picts. The Romans had off and on tried to take over the island of Britain around Jesus, plus or minus 50 years. That was the time frame. The Romans returned to the island around 78 AD, give or take. The man leading the Romans was Agricola. We know this because his son-in-law, Tacitus, wrote it down. He started by conquering Wales and then with a fairly quick pace kept conquering. But the Roman Empire was getting quite large and conquering new areas weren't always their highest priority. They had a lot of citizens to subdue already. Over the next 40 years or so, the island of Britain was kind of a frontier on the outskirts of the Roman Empire. The Picts weren't having it. They were, after all, the free folk. The Romans decided that maybe in this situation, containment was better than conquering. Cue the wall, Hadrian's Wall. For my Game of Thrones people, this may sound familiar. If you can't control the free folk, wall them out. So up went Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's Wall was starting to be built around the year 122. A wall to separate the lower seven kingdoms from the Pictish north. It was 73 miles long, or at the time, 80 Roman miles, or 117 kilometers. Unlike Game of Thrones, though, it was only about 10 to 15 feet high. Though at this time, that would have seemed very high for such a long running wall. Soldiers were garrisoned at this wall to keep the picks out at forts, mile castles, and turrets. It ran from the Irish Sea to the North Sea. This wall was both to keep the Northerners out and to keep the Southerners in. There were gates that people could pass through, but not without permission from the Romans. I guess that makes Emperor Hadrian our real-life Bran the Builder. Hadrian's Wall was built with alternating forts and mile castles. Forts would hold about 600 men. Mile castles, 12 to 20 men. The wall took three Roman legions six years to build. Once it was completed, if it was fully manned, almost 10,000 soldiers were garrisoned there. This wall worked, and the Romans decided they wanted more. They built a second wall, the Antonine Wall, about 20 years later. But they only stayed at this wall for a couple of decades. They ended up retreating back to the better-built Hadrian's Wall. The copy wasn't measuring up to the original. In the year 209, the Roman Emperor Septimius Severus went on campaign to North Britain. Shout out to my Harry Potter fans. This is where Severus Snape got his name. Emperor Constantius went conquering in 309. This is right around the time we have some information about the Picts. The first king of the Picts that we have a name for is Vipoid. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. We only know that he existed from a, the Pictish Chronicle, written about 600 years later, so take it with a grain of salt. What we know about Vipoid. He ruled for about 30 years. That's it. That's all we know. 
but this was nearly 2,000 years ago, so it's amazing we know much of anything. His successor, Kanitulakama, then ruled for about four years. Subsequent rulers ruled for anywhere from two years to 40 years, sometimes passing from brother to brother, sometimes passing from seemingly abled man to unrelated seemingly able man. The free folk beyond the wall chose their leaders based on whomever they thought was good at the time. Just south of the wall was Northumbria, or as my Game of Thrones fans would call it, the North. Northumbria was kind of in between. Some of the Pictish people were able to get to the south side of the wall, and Northumbria was kind of a mixing ground. Far more southern than northern, but seen by the southerners as fairly northern and seen by the northerners as fairly southern. Northumbria was also vast. It was the larger of the seven kingdoms, and it was seen as a bit wilder. Not, not as wild as north of the wall, but it was the borderland. Most later expeditions beyond the wall by the Romans were more scouting expeditions in the buffer zone that had developed between the two walls. Ongus MacFergusa, or in English, Ongus son of Fergus, was king of the Picts from 732 until 761, nearly 30 years. Like George R.R. R. Martin's free folk, they didn't follow the king as we usually think of a king now. In the 840s, Kenneth McAlpin became king of the Picts, but not so fast. Just when you think things may be shaping up Pictish, enter the Great Heathen Army. The Great Heathen Army was a coalition of Scandinavian warriors who had figured out that the people of this island had some wealth. By the early 10th century, this area had become known as Elba, and not long after, they became Gaelicized Scots. The Pictish identity was gone forever. And that is where I'll leave it for now. We don't have a lot of information on the Picts, but I'm still holding out hope that we find more. I don't have any names of Pictish princesses or really a lot of details on almost anyone, but they do keep finding things and with a little luck, we'll get some more information. Long live to all the queens out there and until next time, bye. Emperor Constant, Emperor Constant, Emperor. Constantius.